This podcast is hosted by R Double P. The following episode contains coarse language, violent themes, sexual references, and the really creepy stuff. If you're underage, turn off your device. Normal people, Esther, don't just go straight to demonic infestation like we do. Because the government was also freaked out about babies. They might be dealing with a demonic possession. Meanwhile, as she's on top of him squeezing his throat, she's screaming, who sent you here? And they started to move towards her really fast. What are these? Australian aliens. All right, welcome back to My Fridge is Haunted, Season 4, Episode 10. It's I think my fridge is haunted. I think my, didn't I say I think my fridge is haunted? No, you just said I, my fridge is haunted. It's It was the confirmation we, we, I think, we needed to have. Okay, <laughs> I think it's because I know my fridge is haunted. The okay. food just disappears so quickly. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There's no explanation. None at all. (laughs) Welcome back, everyone. I'm Gemma. Welcome back to I Think My Fridge is Haunted. We have another special guest this week. You know her. You love her. You've heard her stories about aliens before. Please welcome Lady Fox. Yay. Hello. Hi. How are you? Thanks for coming back. Uh, You're so welcome. How could I not? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I know you like the weird stories, so I've got a bit of a weird one for you today. And we've rearranged the podcast desk, so I'm hoping that the sound will be better today because I've been um, trying to figure out why the guests have been real quiet. And we think it's because the way that the podcast desk is positioned and they're turning to talk to me, they're not they're not talking right into the microphone. Anyway, that's So boring. we're now completely focused on your beautiful face while we're doing the podcast. Oh. <laughs> my my makeup free face and wet hair. I had a I had a boozy afternoon yesterday with well uh, done. my friends Rebecca and Trish who uh, work in weddings with me, and uh, we had a wonderful time. And we ended up at Castle to play out. Ooh! And uh, we just sat on the balcony and and drank That's margaritas. That's morning to Main Street. And, yes, yes, morning. Nice. Which of course you have performed at many I many have. times. I have, and it was really fun and it was really nice. And uh, we ate churros and. Yeah. Uh, we talked about cults and it was fun awesome so that's why today i'm having like a total chill day it's great sounds great can't (laughs) wait to put the photo up on insta (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking i was planning on just doing like you know putting one up of of, of you on stage or something oh okay well i changed my jumper for the photo in the office (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) Uh, okay, cool. How about we do some facts from the freezer? Facts from the freezer. Facts from the freezer. I'm looking forward to hearing your one. What is your fact from the freezer? Can you start with the fact from the freezer first? Or do I have to like lead it in? Oh, I can do mine. Yeah, do you fact okay, from cool. the freezer. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so this one, I tr- sometimes I do facts that relate to my story. Okay. So according to housebeautiful.com, mm-hmm. the practice of keeping garden gnomes goes back to Germany in 1872. They were named Gartensverger or garden dwarfs. Apparently today there are, there are about 25 million garden gnomes across Germany alone. Oh, my goodness. Germans like their garden gnomes. 
Clearly. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. Do they like, they clearly like gardening too. I guess so. Yeah, yeah I would presume so. Yeah. Do you have a garden home? Um, I've been thinking about getting one. Y- you, w- yeah. I can see that. I have fairy gardens. Yeah. Well, that's um, it. But no actual garden gnomes. Mm. No. I know that there's quite a few gnomes up in the Mount Dandenong Ranges, especially around the McDonald's up there. Yeah. They're like, Gnomageddon. <laughs> <laughs> it's no man's land. No man's land. I'm pretty sure that was in protest for the McDonald's. I don't know if they're still there. Yeah, they, I was really surprised when that McDonald's went up because so many people were upset. And it, it's like hippie land up there, isn't it? It's so hippie like, land. Um. There was always a rumour that, like, the local pizza restaurant, there was, like, a password and you get a bit of, like, an extra sort of baggie on the side. Oh. Back in, like, the 90s. I was back there in the 90s. Is that true? You never heard about that? No. I'm surprised. So am I because that Maybe it wasn't true. Yeah, I don't know. You would have known. If anyone would have known, you would have known. Yeah, um, I'd say I'd be up on that for sure. It's a local legend uh, There's lots of local legends up there, though. Still right? today. Still today. There's a, it's a very haunted, weird, creepy, forested hill, isn't it? It's it's a, Yeah, it's got a strange energy about it. Yeah, it's, it really does. Mm, like you go to some places and it's so beautiful when you're walking around and serene and gorgeous and lovely. And then sometimes you're just going to this place where it feels like the energy just ebbs. Mm-hmm. It dips and feels really... Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. the... Um, I remember we used to walk the train tracks to go to school. Puffing Billy. The puffing Billy. In the war. In the war back in the day when I was knee high to a grasshopper. I mean, I'm still knee high to a grasshopper, but somewhat a little bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I used to walk the train tracks, and um, there's a trestle bridge that we, we, you know, you'd make sure that the train wasn't coming at the time you were walking mm-hmm. across. Um, and then there was like a body found there. Dude. Yeah. Under the bridge? Yeah, just, you know, in the bushes and all the foliage and stuff. It was really creepy. But I'm so not surprised. Neither am I because it's, you know, it's shrubbery and forest. Yeah. It's that kind of place. I wonder what happened to them. I can't remember, but, oh, it, yeah, creeped me out. Because how many times would I have walked past there? Mm Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, Mm. yeah. And back in the day, like, sometimes we talk about how, like, you know, when we were, what, 18 or so, we didn't know each other, but we We hung out in the same places and it was really odd. Yeah. Like Ruby's and, you know, places like that. Daisy River, which is now called Suki Lounge. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, back in the day, I knew what it is. I still call it Ruby's. Yeah, so many people still do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, which was this rad – it wasn't really a nightclub. It was kind of like this rad sort of cafe slash bar with loads of ornate couches and they would play movies up there and they have like eight, you know, alternative 80s nights and all sorts of – cool really cool like people would hang out there and you know you could sit down there and sort of you know talk about philosophy and stuff they had some really great bands up there as well they did have a lot mm, of really good lots live, of live music. music yeah yeah um yeah and then there was um uh, that rapist up there yeah which you told me about yeah which is at the time that i was hitchhiking back from yeah. ruby's home yeah that's it like weird. a lot of weird stuff happened up there a lot of crazy stuff happened up there it, yeah. um, we are clearly very blessed, totally and, uh, protected, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't didn't have to worry about it. Um, oh, well, there's like three creepy facts, and I haven't even told you a fact. 
or yeah. the fact that I have. All right, well, go ahead. Um, I'm lucky I have two young children mm-hmm. and they helped me out with this one. Cool. My middle daughter, Micaiah, she's pretty awesome. She is. She um, told me when I – I had to Google it to make sure that this was correct. Mm-hmm. A giraffe can actually, like, kick hard enough to decapitate a lion. What? Yeah. That's crazy. It's insane. Insane. And I was like, that, no. Has anyone seen that happen? No. mm. That's nuts. That is so nuts. That is such a random fact. I know. And she just like, I've got a fact for you. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, no way. Google that. And we did. And it's there. Yep. Wow. How cool is that? lion. Yeah. But then again. You've got to have some defense. Yep. You've got to have some sort of defense mechanism. Exactly. There you go. That's a cool fact. Thank you. Yeah, you're Thank welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Micaiah. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we get into this story? And then um, after that, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what's going on in Lady Foxland Ooh. and uh, what plans you have and where people can follow you and that kind of thing. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so today my sources were darktales.blog wikipedia allocation.com mysteriousuniverse.org the hammockreview.wordpress snopes.com and expatiallymexico.wordpress i'm all about like central america at this point i don't know why in south america and i am just doing a fair bit on that sort of area i love it cool so today i'm gonna tell you about Duende and gnomes. Okay. So this is where the gnomes come in. Yes. Okay. No, yes. But duende, I'm unsure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Duende are creepy. Yeah. Okay. So the duende is a creature we can compare to a gnome, maybe also to a small troll or a goblin. Mm-hmm. And it's popular or it's a popular folklore in Latin America. They are believed to live among forests and trees, but also quiet, dark houses. The name comes from the longer phrase dueno de casa, which apparently means master of the house. Oh. So. Sounding very Dobby-esque. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of the artworks of the Duende look very much like Dobby. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I have to check this out. They're wow. quite creepy. A lot of the, you know, the the Duende fan art. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're researching the Duende, it definitely helps if you speak Spanish. Okay. Um, because there are quite a few articles and YouTube videos that are that are in that are Spanish language, but there's also a lot of English language as one well, uh, as well. So I okay. sort of, you know. Um, there was actually a fair bit of information out there, but not all of it. I, some of it, like, I like to try to, if I find an interesting story, I like to fact check it yep. and see if someone else has written about it because otherwise you don't know if someone's just made it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it seems to be that the Duende is native to Central and South America, but it also seems to be known in Spain and Portugal as well. Okay. So duendes are really small. Some say they're just 50 centimetres tall, but others say up to three feet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, and I've seen reports of them being seen with and without clothes on. Some say they wear animal skins. So reports are sort of a little bit sort of um, varied. Mm-hmm. 
The male duendes are said to have long beards and apparently they live in clans within forested areas. And some people say that they live inside hills as well, like, you know, mounds of earth. Okay. Which reminded me a lot of that we did an episode on the Hildefirk, which were the um, the Icelandic elvish people. Yeah, yeah. Which people sort of believe a similar thing that they live among the rocks and they live among the you know the hills and the mountains and that sort of thing yeah they are also associated with powers such as invisibility and shape-shifting they are also known to trick people and torment children because many adults can't see them ah that old chestnut yeah 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 (laughs) so according to expatiallymexico.wordpress only a few grown-ups can see them. Unless duendes get drunk, <gasps> yeah. then they seem to lose all caution. Ah, so they, like, lose their coverage or something. See, what you got to do is you got to leave those little whiskey minis around. Of course. The yes. little bottles that you get from Woolies. Yeah, 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 yeah little yeah, ones. Okay. You leave those around and just wait. Yep. Turn a camera on and wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it says if you catch a duende in that moment, you can keep him and have him do all kinds of chores for you, which I think is kind of mean. Uh-huh. It's a little bit like, well, um, or you could ask them to play Uno. Oh, they could, like, be your house friend? House friend. House guest, yes. yeah. Like, you know, I don't think it's very fair to be like, right, go Hoover upstairs. Well, you know, they got to earn the keep. Mm, if you're yeah, going to give yeah, them a place okay. to stay. True, I mean, okay, that you know, is true. Look, I do have these children with a duende in my house. I figure my children must be some form of duende. <laughs> But they don't do any chores. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Expatially Mexico also says, however, if you have, sorry, however, you have to treat him nicely and always offer him the first bite of your food (gasps) that you throw over your shoulder. I don't get that. Okay, that sounds, that's kind of like the salt thing, right? So if you yes. spill salt, you throw it over your throw left, left salt. shoulder. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you have to give them the first bite of your food. So if you don't offer the duende the first bite of your food, he'll get angry and he'll spoil your food. Oh, so like, oh. So they got those kinds of powers too. So they'll do your vacuuming, but you, they have to have the first bite of, you know, yeah. The lasagna. Does that, ex- does that count like when you're cooking and you take a sip or you take a, like a, you know, you take a little nibble, taste you get, testing? You get like, you know, a secret one like. Yeah. Like, you know, just check to see if it needs more basil or something like that. Just check that he's not looking. Yeah. So I come around the corner and go, I see you. You, you took the first bite and yeah. now, okay. Yeah, this could, <laughs> it could go very bad. So like the Icelandic Hildefirk, people seem to believe in them enough sort of not to mess with them. Okay, okay. It is said that the Duende has moved further from human civilization in recent years due to their jungle habitat being destroyed. So they've moved further away from yeah. civilization. So the stories that I've read seem to suggest that Duende and humans see, used to sort of live side by side, kind or of coexist. Live side, coexist in a way. But now, due to um, you know built up areas and things like that, they they're more elusive and they stick to the wilderness areas. All oh, right. Um, there are a few videos of Duende on YouTube. Some are extremely grainy. But they're still pretty interesting. Oh, wow. (laughs) 
There is one, I watched a few different ones and, you know, if you want to go, you just put in Duende, it's D-U-E-N-D-E um, and uh, just put it into YouTube and you'll find something. Oh, wow. There's one of a Duende running across a kitchen floor behind a baby. Now, this one was interesting because it basically just looks like a grown man CGI'd to look small. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it in my head. Oh, wow. What the? It's like the elf, the shoemaker and the elf. Did you see it run? Yeah, I did. Like, you can see whoever's taking the video is like, what? Yeah, as soon as they see it run. They're like, what was that? Yeah. And then they go around and there's nothing there. And there's nothing there. But it does look like kind of like a human yeah, running like a, behind the baby, doesn't it? Yeah, and they've done it slow motion and everything. Yeah. Oh, and they're zoomed in. And this one's naked. Let me show you the other one. <laughs> i got to turn that music down. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's cre- it is creepy. This is the really gra- grainy one that's very, very creepy. It's like a small sort of a stocky kind of little guy with like the big pointed hat. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, there was this one with this with this one that, where it's on the road, and it really looks like just a really grainy silhouette. Um, so it's really difficult to form a clear opinion of whether it's kind of real or just a hoax like it's one of those ones it's like who has a camera that old that it's that bad come on we yeah. have pretty good phones these days. but i will say that that one that really really grainy one of the duendo on the road it was taken in 2007 so you can be kind of like they can be given a pass on that yeah okay quality not so good no so uh, sorry it was in, taken in 2008 and it, um in this video it was taken in a town called General Güemes in Argentina. There was a group of teenagers and they had just been fishing and they're hanging out on the road one night and it's very dark. There's just street lights lighting up the road. Mm-hmm. This video is actually very, very creepy. Oh, this looks like a little gnome. It Ew. does, doesn't it? Weird. The one in the road is creepy. It looks like, it looks like a possessed like puppet or something. Yeah, but they look different too, don't they? Like one just looks like a... Exactly. One looks like a small human that's just been shrunk down and another one has that stockiness that that you would see in a garden gnome. It does look like a proper gnome. Yeah, yeah, like like more goblin-like. Yeah, full proper. Um, Yeah, I guess the first one, the one is running behind the baby, I liken that to like the shoemaker and the elves. Do you know that story? Yeah. That's what I would imagine the elves that came down and helped with the shoes would be like. But now they're really into fitness. I... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They're not so much making the shoes anymore. They're like, you know, work-life balance. I have to go to gym 24 or whatever. Okay. (laughs) Crossfit. Crossfit. Wow. (laughs) Crossfit has taken over the world. Anyway, so this one of the the gnomey gnome in the the road, Mm -hmm. um, these boys, they'd just been fishing. They were hanging out on the road one night. It's really dark. There's just streetlights lighting up the road. And you saw the video. It's very, very grainy, but creepy nonetheless. It is creepy. It's weird looking. Um, Whether it's real or not, it's still quite cool Mm -hmm. what we see is a weird little gnome with a pointy gnome hat it's in the road and it's got its legs kind of wide open Mm -hmm. and i can only describe it as being kind of a very metal pose 
Yeah. You know, he's very kind of like, oh. Yeah, like, here I am, stand, <clears throat> like, strong. Yes. Yeah. And then it does this Defiant. sort of sideways little walk across the road, like, real fast. Like, like a crab almost. Yes, mm. like, sideways. Like, it's like, I'm not keeping, I'm not, I'm keeping my eyes on you and I'm yeah. sort of skittering away yeah. at the same time. Um, it, the video is very jerky and very blurry, so sometimes you have to watch it a couple of times. And a few videos on YouTube kind of like, you know, they, they've edited it so that they can, so you can watch it a few times over. Yeah, and they seem to zoom in sometimes as well. And the creature looks like it's been spooked and it's ready to challenge the teenagers if it's need to, if it needs to. Like, yeah. you know. It's de- very, definitely standing very defiantly. Defiantly, mm. yeah. One of the teenagers, who's called Jose Alvarez, took the video on his phone camera and this is what he had to say. We were chatting about our last fishing trip. It was the one in the morning. I began to film a bit with my mobile phone while the others were chatting and joking. Suddenly we heard something, a weird noise as if someone was throwing stones. We looked to one side and saw that the grass was moving. To begin with, we thought it was a dog, but when we saw this gnome-like figure begin to emerge, we were really afraid. This is no joke. We're still afraid to go out, just like everyone in the neighbourhood is now. One of my friends was so scared after seeing that thing, we had to take him to the hospital. Oh, wow. Freaked out. They were really creeped out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's either a true story <laughs> or it's a really good creepy pasta that someone's made up. Yep. Um, yeah. Either or, it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of articles seem to say that it's a story used to scare little kids. For example, telling a child if they don't go to sleep, the duende will come and take you away into the forest. It's always taking children. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me a lot of um, another cryptid that I'm interested in called the Pakwaji. And uh, it's a legend that comes from the U.S., um, where these gnome-like creatures call hikers and dog walkers into the forest in swampy areas, um, and they get the walkers lost, and then they uh, sort of lead them to an area where they're sort of really disoriented and they fall off cliffs. Oh, wow. However, I did read an article that suggested that some duende are known to help lost travellers. Okay. Which is quite cool. Mm-hmm. So um, it reminded me of one night. It was one of your gigs actually at Butterfly Club. And do you remember that night when our friend Paola was there? Yes. So uh, we were at the bar and she's from Colombia. Yes. So um, I actually asked her if she – I, I was asking her about legend and folklore, you know, in South America. And I asked her about um, the La Llorona, which is the weeping woman. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a ghost of a woman, and it's very much like um, she apparently she she killed her children when her her husband went off with another woman, and then she killed herself in the river. And it's very much like kids oh, go to yeah. sleep, or like your honor's going to come and get you, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and I also mentioned to Paula, have you heard of the duende as well? And she said that in her family, um, if you saw one, they believe it would bring you good luck. Ah. Um, which seems to go against a lot of the stories that I read online, but um, it seems to be that they can represent good and bad. And bad, either or. And she also told me that she reckons her grandmother saw one in her backyard once. So it's like, it's a full thing. that They they really, really it's part of their culture. Yeah. 
So this story is quite rad, whether you believe it or not. It's quite cool. And we're sort of going off the Duende path. Now we're going to talk about gnomes a little bit. Okay. And this is going back to sort of the US area. And we're going to a place in Porterville, California, which is in the Central Valley. It's an old gold rush town from back in the day. And I got this story from um, one of my favorite shows. It's called Monsters and Mysteries in America. You can find it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just basically talks about things like Bigfoot, uh, weird cryptids that are, you know, um, known all around America, like in different towns and things. So the lady that they interview for this story is called Tammy Thomas. She's maybe in her 50s or so, and she tells a story about years ago when she was widowed and a single mum. Um, and she, so she's, she's a single mum with her kids. She's also got a small grandson as well. Judging from the age of her grandson, who's also in this documentary, um, he doesn't look very old. He only looks sort of 15, 16. So I'm guessing that this story probably happened, happened around the early 2000s because the show came out in 2014. Okay. So Tammy comes to the Central Valley to sort of start this new life because what had actually happened was that their house had burned down. So they wanted to start over and they moved out because um, her family was in this area. They move into this really nice farmhouse and it's on quite a bit of land on a river called the Tule River. And they end up having lots of animals and birds and cats and dogs and peacocks and all sorts of things, chickens. She wanted her kids to be able to run around and she also likes gardening. So she starts a really nice garden Mm -hmm. on the property. Soon, Tammy starts to feel like something's a little bit off. For one thing, there's this old shed near the house that the dogs wouldn't go near. And Tammy got a creepy feeling about this shed. She also said that they would hear footsteps running really fast, although she didn't specify whether this was in the house or outside. But by the way, the show was edited it sort of suggested that the garden area was the creepy area that she sort of didn't like. Yeah. Because then she says she started to make sure she and the family were inside after dark because her feeling about the outside area wasn't so great. Wasn't so great. And she would feel that she was being watched. Mm. And up until this point, she liked to sit out on the porch at, at nighttime. Yeah. You know, I guess it's a quiet area. You can hear like the birds and the insects and that kind of thing. It would be nice to sort of sit outside. Mm. But she stopped doing this because the outside after dark just creeped her out. So this one night she gets home late. She's got groceries and she's got her little grandson with her and she's got no choice but to walk up to the house. Mm -hmm. At this point, we get some opinions from a couple of paranormal experts on the show. One guy is named Jason Offit, who I looked up and he's written a few books um, about the paranormal and he's got a website called Mm jasonoffit.com and he talks about gnome lore and he talks about them being mischievous and vengeful and like the Duende, apparently both like the gnomes and the Duende are known to kill like pets and livestock and that sort of thing. Okay. So another expert called Kathy Strain comes on and she talks about the good luck and the bad luck aspects of this legend, saying that some can be sweet and kind and some can be evil and scary. Mm-hmm. So going back to Tammy coming home late, she's got groceries and her little grandson is with her. 
gets out of the car and he starts staring at something across the lawn. She looks over and there's this creature staring at them with glowing red eyes and it's cackling at them. (laughs) (laughs) She's, I'll send you the video. It is actually super creepy. She says they were about 25 feet away from this creature and she describes it as looking like an evil garden gnome. Oh, wow. And the actor that they've hired to play the gnome is like really good. Like he's crazy scary. (laughs) So the kid, her grandson is crying with fright and Tammy is freaking out. So she grabs the kid and she runs into the house. They can still hear the evil laughing from inside. So she goes to pull down the blinds in the window. And as she's at the window and it's dark outside, this gnome runs up to the window and just sort of stares at her at like close range. Um, And this lady was like getting really emotional. Like she's telling the story and she's like, I need a moment. Like it freaked her out. Yeah. Really freaked her out. So she yells at the kids, go upstairs, and she checks all the windows and all the doors, Doors make sure everything is locked and all the windows and the curtains are shut and everything. And she decides they're all going to sleep in the same room that night because she's scared of what this creature might do to the kids. Yeah, totally. So two nights later, Tammy is sitting on the couch with her grandson watching TV and they hear plant pots outside falling on the porch. And she looks outside and she sees the gnome again. And he's like ruining her garden. Yeah. He's like ripping everything <laughs> to shreds. Fast, like kicking yeah. flowers. Come on. I mean, seriously. Like she's come on. put a lot of time and effort into it. Right? That. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like those dudes that like go around and like steal people, people's packages like they've had delivered from their front doors. Yeah. Like you're going to wear like, like size why? eight lacy knickers. Right. From, you know, what? Yeah. <laughs> so she said <clears throat> as soon as it sees her looking at it it disappears and she's not sure if it runs away or it becomes invisible but it just sort of disappears into the darkness like an apparition that sort yes. of dissolves yeah the gnome continued to destroy her garden and torment her family many many times for months so she Decides to save up so they can move out of the house, which they're finally able, able to do after a few months. Mm-hmm. The gnome continues to haunt her, like, you know, the fear yeah, stays yeah. with her even after they move out. And she finds this guy, Jason Offit's website, who who was the guy that was talking about gnome, gnomes in the documentary earlier. Yeah. And he's this paranormal expert. And this is a really crazy part of the story. When Tammy puts up her experience and asks if anyone else has seen something similar, um, Jason puts her in contact with a lady named Charlie who has also seen a gnome. Yeah. So Jason puts them in contact and they start sort of talking back and forth online. And they realise... They both lived in the same house at different times. Oh, wow. Right? So they end up getting together and they visit the house. And then when they get there, they see that the creepy shed has been torn down. Okay. So it's obviously someone else has moved in after Tammy. And like, they know something's creepy about that shed. They reckon this gnome is, you know, kind of living in this shed and mm-hmm. they've just decided to destroy it. Okay. 
The segment finishes with Tammy saying she thinks there are more gnomes out there. So this is a story online that I read on a website called Mysterious Universe, but I cannot back this up with any other articles, unfortunately. Um, however, the articles I was looking for could be in Spanish language and I don't Google in Spanish. No. So that means that there could be other articles like to back this up. I personally couldn't find any in English, but I'll tell you anyway. So the article says that in 2016, there was a woman in Nicaragua who claimed to have been lured and kidnapped by duendes and kept for five days and six nights in a cave. Now, apparently in Nicaragua, um, they call them duhindu. Okay. So whether it's like a duende or a gnome or a duhindu or something else, so this might be something else entirely, they could all be the same thing, just known as different names in different parts of the world. Yeah. So apparently her family, she goes missing and her family calls to the local witch who helps them locate her. And it was said that this was not the first case like this in the area. And the locals believed that there were many duende living around there, including in a church called San Silvestre, which the locals would avoid as a result. And then I found another article on a website called wilderutopia.com um, under the subpages Traditions and Folklore. And it's translated from an article called Legends and Stories of Nicaragua. It talks about a small rural town called Cambla, which was a really remote little village. No doctors, no modern technology, no electricity, that kind of thing. We're talking like literally like huts and things like that. Yeah. They believed that the sur- surrounding forests were populated with the Duhindu um, or goblin gnomes, and they would steal horses and ride them so hard that the horses would die. Oh, wow. Yeah. The people would see the Duhindo by moonlight among the trees. People from the village would disappear into the forest for weeks and come back thin and traumatised. They called it uh, a crazy sickness or it was uh, translated to mean like a crazy sickness. So they were kind of, they'd, they'd gone into the forest, they'd come back and they'd gone mad. Yeah. They believed their souls had been stolen by the Duhindu. Um, and they believed that these creatures had four fingers. They actually didn't have like a thumb. Okay. Which was another weird sort of yeah. part about it. And they would whistle to people and lure, lure them away into caves. They'd say the Duhindu receded after a bush healer used herbs and medicinal plants to make a stew, which the affected person would consume and wash with. Other rituals helped to rid the area of the Duhindu and drive them to the outer areas of the village. The article says, Nowadays there are almost no goblins in Kambla. Only in a small creek that remains behind the community are sometimes heard whistles of a Duhindu still walking around. So that is a few examples of gnomes, Duhindu, duendes, goblins, whatever you want to call them. Wow. What do you think? Um, it just makes me think of all of the fairy tales yep. I used to hear when I was little. Yeah, like, like you were saying, like the shoemaker. Shoemaker and the owls and Rumpelstiltskin, mm-hmm. um, the troll, you know, the three Billy Goats Gruff. Right. All, all that. Yeah, they've all got the same kind of this little nasty human-like thing that hides yeah. and scares. and Under bridges and things. Mm. 
you know, it's kind of like a it's it's a WTF paranormal, yeah. isn't it? Totally, because it's a story that you've heard. You know the story, but it's just a fairy tale. Yeah. To actually hear, like I've never heard of these things. I've ever. never heard of anything like this happening in Australia or the UK. No. Or I, yeah, I've just never heard of it until you've said it now. So until now, I've always just thought it was just a fairy tale story. Right. But then you, you know, like some people say, all fairy tales come from some sort of truth. Right? Exactly. Yeah, wow. yeah. I would be super, super interested if um, any of our listeners know of any stories of gnomes, duende, do Hindu, um, anything like that. And any Spanish-speaking yes. listeners that can actually yeah. read some articles that, you know, we yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked my friend Jenny about it um, from Argentina. She's from Argentina and she, she didn't really have any duende stories. Um, but, yeah, certainly Paula from Colombia, she yeah. certainly she knew all about it as soon as I said it. Amazing. Um, but, yeah, if anyone else is from South America or Central America or even Portugal or Spain and has heard any of these stories, I would love to hear your stories. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I know I knew it was going to be a weird one today. But, oh, no, that was But awesome. I wanted to talk about this one for a while because they freak me out. I'm, I'm freaked out. You were telling the story and I had chills. Creepy as. Yeah. Anyway, so what's happening in Lady Fox World? Oh, man, Lady Fox World. I can't even remember how to get there anymore. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it feels like that. Any, any plans to get back on stage? Um, well, actually, I just did my first gig in 12 months on Sunday. Women in Blues, wasn't it? It was Women in Blues. That's and right. how did it the go? Rainbow Fitzroy. It was fabulous. <laughs> it was like... Um, you were playing with Bill Bailey, weren't you? Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. And Who's an amazing blues artist from here in Victoria. That's correct. Amazing, amazing young talent. Um, he's been sent to Memphis by the um, Melbourne Blues Society, um, Melbourne Blues Appreciation Society. Yep. Um, Mick and Winston. And I got to sing. I got to share the stage actually with cool. Kelly Audie. Oh, cool. Which was amazing as well. So, yeah, we were representing um, the Women in Blues of Melbourne. Awesome. For um, International Women's Day. Yay. It was really good. It was like taking, you know, it's like taking a car out for a really long drive that hasn't been going for a long time. Just like running when you haven't run for ages. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, did it sort of re-spark you know, the the passion. Oh, yeah. Because it's been hard because you're a very, you know, in normal non-COVID times, you gig a lot. Yeah, I was I was performing sometimes three, four times a week. Yeah, yeah, easily. that's it. Yeah, and traveling and all, all over sudden, Australia. And nothing for months. And it's yeah, really weird. Every single gig, gone. <laughs> like not even postponed, just gone. Just gone. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, um, did you, uh, any anything coming up that you can tell us about yet? Nothing that I can actually talk about, but I do have a few things in the pipe work. Well, that's which good. Is very exciting. That's good to so know. You're right. Definitely did did give me a good kick up the bum. Cool. It's made me think. Right. Yeah. It's time. It's been a weird time for performers. You know, performers getting off. St- you know, being forced to get off stage, and some some have decided not to go back. Yeah, you I know. They're I really know a into, lot of a lot of people who have decided know, they're not going to. No, yeah, it's not for me anymore. And they've just um, pursued other other avenues. passions yeah. and other avenues. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, for for those of you that 
you know, that do want to get back on stage, we absolutely support you. And um, Lady Fox Performs is your Instagram. That's my handle for everything, yeah. Cool. Lady Fox Performs uh, on Instagram, Facebook. It's my website. Yeah, everything. Yep. My Gmail. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm very excited about what's coming up. Yeah. Looking at um, getting back into my solo shows. Awesome. Getting back into um, cabaret. And for those of you that have never seen Lady Fox live, uh, she's not something you forget quickly. She does uh, uh, she does a Marilyn show. You do you've done in the past. You've done Ella Fitzgerald shows. You've all sorts of things. Um, all, all the women in blues. And, uh, and she does both classic like blues standards and 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 um, originals as well. Yeah. Yeah, so you'll get the old, like, Bessie Smith stuff, Billie Holiday. My personal favourite of yours is when you do No Diggity. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always, well, there's always a couple of dancing girls around when I do that one too. And so. Blue Skies. Blue Skies blue is skies, probably – oh, which is my favourite, No Diggity <laughs> or Blue Skies? I don't know. They're both my favourite. Well, they're both two very different songs. One's right? very, very modern and the yeah. other one is very, very classic and yeah. old, so – <laughs> but I do like my old dirty blues. That's definitely. And I love how your best. version of Blue Skies is completely different from the old version. Like yeah, it's, it's almost like a different song. But I love them both. Yeah, it's um, definitely something I like to do is take a song that I love and make it your add own. A little bit of something different. That's yes. It. That's yeah, it. yeah, cool. Well, do it, wrote. We want to see you back up on stage. And it's not going to be Maybe long. when uh, I think My Fridge is Haunted uh, finally gets on stage at some point, maybe you could be a special guest. Oh, I would love that. Aww. That would be awesome. Thank you. <laughs> is that payback? It's like it's like um, handover for like when you did Nocturnal Fever for me. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was a fun show. Yeah, it was a good show. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the night I talked to Paola about Join Day, actually. It definitely would it have been. It all comes full circle. It does. It does. <laughs> Goes around, comes around. Anyway, guys, uh, until next week, Lady Fox, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. That was so much fun. <laughs> well, you're welcome anytime. Absolutely welcome anytime. And you're local as well, so it's super easy for you. Well, just give me a buzz. Next week, we have another guest that's been on the show again, our friend Enya. You may remember her from uh, last season. She came on and she talked about a cryptid that she saw right here in Victoria. It was a weird dog thing that she saw in the middle of the road. Mm -hmm. Creepy story. So she's coming back. She's super excited and I'm super excited to see her as well. So until next time, guys, be creepy. But don't be creepy. But don't be a creep. But don't be a creep. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> okay. Till next time, guys. Be creepy. But don't be a creep. You heard it. Yeah. Woo. <laughs>